If you're thinking of attending Temple Bar Tradfest next January, this is the podcast you need to hear for tips and tricks from everything on when to get to Dublin and how to choose your concerts to sites that you want to be sure to add to that itinerary. Traveling in Ireland podcast. If you were following along on any of my social accounts in the last month, you know already that I spent a week in Dublin at Temple Bar Tradfest. And so I decided to do today's podcast as kind of a wrap up to that event. And I have a great guest with me today, Francesca Mazurkevich, who is the author and soon-to-be podcaster behind Roots Music Rambler. So I'm excited to have Francesca join me today because she was in Dublin with me. It was her first trip to Dublin. It was her first trip to Ireland. And so I think that not only will her excitement for the event and the area uh, be really, really great to hear, but also I want to get her take on traveling in Ireland in January which is probably not the time most people think to take their first trip to Ireland. But before I get into that, and because I happened to mention first trip to Ireland, I am so excited to announce leading a small group Ireland tour in September. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast uh, since the beginning of the year, you know that I made a little mention of wanting to do a guided tour this year. And with my partner's Ireland show for travel, we have set up an amazing itinerary. It's absolutely amazing. Not only does it include two nights in one of my favorite castle hotels, but we'll also be dining very well. There are um, breakfast, obviously, every day. There is a group lunch. There's a group afternoon tea in a very historic house. And there are a couple of group dinners one in a castle and uh, one on our first night. There are so many great places. I, I planned this trip based on my favorite places in Ireland. A few places are on the tourist trail and quite a few of them are off of the tourist trail. So I'm really excited to share that. If you want more information on my Celtic experience this September, the dates are September 14 through 22 and the cost is 2,500 euro. That does not include airfare, but it does include transportation, accommodation, those meals I mentioned, and entry into every site that is planned on the tour. So it includes quite a bit, and I cannot wait for this to happen. If you want more information or to see the full itinerary, email me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at irelandfamilyvacations.com and I will get that information off to you. Okay, now let's get ready to dig in with Francesca from Roots Music Rambler. Francesca, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you for having me. Well, so I know that the two of us right now, we're both in the Midwest, and immediately after we got back from Dublin, <laughs> the cold and the snow really set into the Midwest. And 
I have to say, I thought the, the weather in, in Dublin in January was absolutely terrific. I would tend to agree. I didn't think it was that bad. I'd heard from so many people before we left, you're going to Dublin in Ireland. Are you, are you going to Dublin in January? Are you crazy? And I, looking at the forecast, I saw that it was going to be warmer there than in Chicago where I live. So I, I thought, hey, I, I can definitely handle this. So the weather was great. There were a couple of days of rainy periods, but I also remember days of bright sunshine. So it really was quite pleasant. It really was. And I know that a lot of people, when they think of visiting Ireland, they think obviously of the summer months. But I have to tell you, I was I was really, really impressed by the January weather. Like you said, it was warmer than we, where we live. We had some beautiful days of sun. We had some crazy, crazy days um, of rain. And I stayed a bit longer than you, so there was actually a bit of snow. But mm -hmm. even on those days, it was still warmer and nicer than back home. So Yes, and that's always a good thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this was your first time in Ireland. It was your first time to Temple Bar Tradfest. So what was it about Tradfest that drew you to Ireland in January? <laughs> so it is all because of my blog, Roots Music Rambler, which you've mentioned. It's a fairly new blog, and it's something that I'd been thinking about starting for quite some time. And uh, last year, I finally got the ball rolling and I began this blog, which isn't my first, as, as you know, but uh, I began this blog as a passion project because I've always been a writer, quote unquote, and blogging is something that I've done for quite some time now. But I've always had this passion for music and a specific genre of music that's known as roots music. And basically it is the types of music that originate in certain places around the world. It's not only American roots music, it can be, roots music can originate anywhere. But it also includes the type of music, like traditional Irish music. You could say that that is the, the root of Irish music there, the trad music. Mm -hmm. So when I learned about Tradfest, I, it was about the same time I was getting the ball rolling with the new blog. And I thought to myself, this is perfect. And knowing that Ireland has such a rich musical heritage, I thought, what better way to start out this new adventure with the new blog than by going to Dublin for Tradfest. And that's, the, that's where <laughs> the roots of Irish music are. And Irish music also serves as the roots of much of American music as we know it. Mm -hmm. So it, it made sense. I'm starting this new blog about roots music, and I'm kind of going to the source of where this music originated. Right, because, because roots music, if you think about it in the U.S., you, you're thinking you're going back to the bluegrass and the Appalachians. Correct. and following the history, you had a lot of Irish and Scots settling in those areas in the mid-1800s and, and even actually mid-1700s into the mid-1800s, so from after uh, the epic battles in Scotland through the famine in Ireland. You really had a lot of the, the Celtic 
influence coming into those areas. That's exactly it. So the connections were almost too perfect to not pay attention to. So that is what got me really interested in TradFest and, and trying to get there to get to Dublin for it. Excellent. And it was, it was really nice having you with me because it's lovely to be in Dublin, but it's even better to be there with, with someone you know <laughs> and someone that can, you know, you can play off of and you can share your stories with. Now, when I went for TradFest, my, you know, kind of my goal of it was to experience the festival and being in Ireland in January. You know, my, my reasons for going were different than yours. They had a little bit to do with music, but it was more of the experiences and the feel of how everything happens. And then, you know, the music was kind of a bonus for me. But your goals for going to TradFest had so much to do with music. So what, what can you say that you really got out of of experiencing that festival? As you said, the, my main reason for going was the music. And the thing about TradFest is, yes, it showcases a lot of traditional Irish music, but it also is a showcase for different types of music and non-Irish performers. So I experienced so many new to me artists and even styles of music and performers that were using instruments I've never even heard of that were absolutely incredible. So that is the kind of thing that really sticks with me even a month later. Um, the, the music was just, I, I don't even know if I could put into words how much it meant for me to experience all of that music. And um, it, it, like you said, it was great to be together in Dublin because we were able to share our stories. And I think I probably told you about the one performance I went to, Carlos Nunez, who mm -hmm. is from Galicia, Spain, uh, which is considered... Well, I don't know if it's officially it's a, considered. It's a but Celtic area. It's yes. a Celtic area, right. So he plays an instrument, and I hope I'm saying it correctly, the gaita, which is kind of like bagpipes. And he's one of few people that actually play that instrument. And his performance and his band were so incredible. I can't even describe what... What, yeah, how, how I felt during and after that performance. So that's the sort of thing that mm -hmm. I, I went to TradFest for and what I really am remembering and um, just trying to tell other people about that. You've got to see this one performer. You, you've got to mm -hmm. understand uh, these different instruments. And that kind of an experience is really what uh, I got out of it most. And then discovering, like I said, new to me artists. The mm -hmm. first performance I went to, the first TradFest performance I went to, because it started on a Wednesday night. So my first show that night, I went to see the Lost Brothers. And I did not realize that there would be a supporting act. Lo and behold, that supporting act is probably my new favorite band. <laughs> uh, they're called Corner Boy, and they're from Ireland. And I cannot stop talking about them. I cannot stop listening to them. They are amazing. They're young lads, and they've got just the right amount of trad instruments and influence in their music. But uh, it's not wholly, it's not exactly 
traditional Irish music, but it is they're they're just fantastic. And as Ireland's you know largest festival of traditional music, there were I think fifty four concerts or so by the time it all ended, not to mention the sessions in the pubs in Temple Bar afterward, and then so many events that were happening that were added after I picked my concerts. So there were, gosh, there were family events, there were family concerts uh, that were separate from things, there were genealogy workshops, there were food experience. I mean, just the amount of experiences that get built into this festival. It's, it's impossible to choose almost how to do and what to do and when to do it. Um, but it's just, it's an amazing experience for sure. So since there were so many options, I know that when I chose my concerts, I, I went by, you know, I want to see a concert in this venue and here's who's playing in this venue. Okay, here's who I want to see. So I saw Kathy Matea, who is a, a country music artist in the States, play acoustically in St. Patrick's Cathedral. And to hear her sing She Moved Through the Fair acoustically, it sent shivers down my spine <laughs> as her voice just, I mean, went, you know, way up into the, the high arch ceilings of St. Patrick's Cathedral and just kind of reverberated all the way through. It was just so amazing. So that's how I chose my concerts. But I think you were a little more strategic as you chose yours? Correct. I was very deliberate in researching, first of all, all of the performers, most of which I'd never heard of before. So my objective in starting out my research was to make sure that I covered enough of the, the trad aspects, the, the trad performers, but also kind of uh, mixing in the, the new trad, as it's called, or the other folk performers. So I wanted to make sure I got a really good mix of experiences since I was there specifically for the music. So that's what I did. Before the festival, I went through the list of all the performers I sat at my computer, I looked at their websites, I looked at uh, their YouTube videos if they had some, I looked on Spotify or pulled them up on Spotify to hear their music. And I spent a lot of time doing that, but it was, I think it was well worth it because I think I got a really good uh, feel for all the different types of music that are presented at mm -hmm. TradFest. And uh, yeah, so I, booked myself for two and three concerts every day <laughs> and but it, it did allow me to see like I said get a, a really wide uh, spectrum of different music experiences and and it takes a lot of work to do that kind of research I know that once I kind of figured out where I wanted to go I did I went more in depth on the research into who these who the artists were and what they played and that helped me to narrow down after I knew where I wanted to see concerts. Tradfest makes it really easy to hear the performers because they do have a Spotify playlist that features the performers for the concerts, so that's super helpful. Yes. So was, was Tradfest what you expected? 
was it, how did it differ from what you maybe expected? What were you expecting as you were planning for it? And, and then what was it that, that you kind of walked into? It was what I was expecting and then some. So it was definitely more than what I was expecting. I knew that the shows would be in non-traditional venues, which I thought was a brilliant idea, a brilliant plan. I think what surprised me, or maybe not surprised me, but what moved me was seeing some performances in places like St. Mickens Church, which is hundreds of years old, and it's to, it has that musty smell, and it just, you, you can feel the history mm-hmm. in that building, and to hear just these beautiful voices and instruments and, you know, these high vaulted ceilings, and the acoustics were fantastic, that I wasn't prepared for how that was going to affect me, how that was going to move me as, as it did. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think anything really surprised me. It's quite organized, very well organized. And, you know, I think the venues are all in a really good location as far as being near one another. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to do more than one concert a day, you could. And you definitely have enough time to get from one spot to another. Very true. They were, for the most part, the venues are right there within Temple Bar. The few that aren't, the majority of them are in a comfortable walking distance, but gosh, taxis are so easy to grab in Dublin. As I learned. So, yeah, right? They're, they're just super easy. And then if you really want to get adventurous, you can hop on the Lewis or on one of the buses and, and those might get you where you need to go as well. So you've mentioned that Carlos Nunez was a huge highlight for you, but what else would you say was, was really just at the top of that I'm, I'm going to talk about this to anybody who will listen <laughs> for the next year kind of thing. As far as the performers go or just in general? Just in general. Uh, well, well, as you mentioned, it was my very first time in Dublin. So there was the thrill of being in a new city in a new country for the very first time. And I think what... And what a lot of people ask me about is how was the food there? How was the food in <laughs> Dublin? Yeah, I amazing. Think, amazing, right? And I think and so many people have this really incorrect idea of uh, at least modern Irish food. Uh, you know, they think it's very bland and it's not worth eating, et cetera. But I have told everybody that, uh, who, who, like you said, will listen to me, that every <laughs> meal I had in Dublin was fantastic. I just, you know, it, I, I don't even know how else to describe it. The food was amazing. Yeah, Ireland's food story has really changed in the last decade. It's become more about the fresh and the local and really working, working with what's available. And so you find more and more that restaurants are changing their menus based on the availability of things. They'll change them seasonally. And in most restaurants, unless you're in one of the, maybe one of the larger establishments in Dublin, but in most restaurants, you'll be able to see, if not on a menu, then be able to ask somebody and they can usually tell you who their fishmonger is, 
where they get their meat, where their eggs come from, where their veg comes from. It's really an amazing um, difference from what you might think of as traditional Irish food. It's, it's yeah, phenomenal. That's a good way to say it. Yes, phenomenal. <laughs> so I know that you have plans to go again next year, as do I. Yes. So as you prepare for next year's Temple Bar Tradfest, what will you do differently as you plan? I'll tell you, the first thing I will do is not plan to leave the day after <laughs> the festival ends. I The festival ended on a Sunday, and I booked my flight back home to Chicago for Monday. I will not do that again. I will allow myself a little more time, whether I stay in Dublin or I go elsewhere in Ireland. But without going into too much detail, I will not fly home the day after Tradfest ends. Is there anything else you would do differently in regards to uh, choosing your concerts or taking advantage of other offerings? Because I know you were doing two and three concerts a day. And there was so much else that was available uh, in relation to Temple Bar Tradfest. So would you change that maybe, do a few less concerts and take advantage more of the cultural aspects too? I think so, simply because there is so much to see and do in Dublin. And I didn't get to see and do everything I'd hoped to. So whether it's spending more time in Dublin or limiting or cutting back on the number of shows I go to, I definitely will change it up a bit so that I can experience more of Dublin and get to the places that I didn't get to on this first trip. Mm -hmm. There are still places I haven't seen in Dublin and I've been going to Ireland for 20 years. So it might take you a while to get to the mall. Right. And, and I, <laughs> I understand that, but it's just an excuse to keep going back, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No excuse needed. So since we were talking about Dublin and the things to see and visit in Dublin, you did have a chance to do a few things. So of the things that you did see and do and experience in Dublin, what three things would you say people should really search out on their first trip to the city? Number one definitely is EPIC, the Irish Immigration Museum. It, as I understand, it's fairly new, correct? It just a couple years old. A couple years, a couple, years. A couple years ago. Okay. And I didn't really know what to expect going to an immigration museum. I'd never really heard of that concept before. So I went in with a completely, with, 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 with no um, preconceived notions. So I was just really blown away by the breadth of the, the, the information that was available and all the displays. It is so very well done. And as someone with a slight Irish heritage, uh, you know, my great grandmother was born there and we really don't know much about her and the family that she came from or where she came from in Ireland. So. I kind of started developing these little connections and feeling like maybe this is something I really need to look into more. And I know that it's something my dad really wants to do. It was his grandmother. So it really kind of ignited this interest in me to explore more of my Irish heritage. And, but other than that, even for people who don't have Irish heritage, it's such a learning experience and the way it's, 
set up is that it explores how many different aspects of life and the world that Irish people who've left Ireland have really made an impact. There's even a, a little display about U.S. presidents with Irish heritage. I had no idea that President Obama has Irish heritage. So it, it's things like that. And Irish people who've made really great strides in things like science and sports. And then there was a lot of information about the actual journey uh, mm -hmm. over to the U.S. or other parts. There were there was a large, mm -hmm. there were large groups of immigrants who went to Australia, you know, <laughs> learning about that. So that was, it was really, 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 Outside of Tradfest, that was probably the, the highlight for me, the top highlight in Dublin. And was, that's a massive, massive museum. I know that they, they recommend, I think, two and a half hours for it. I could have spent four easily in that for, museum. For sure. I, I was in there for probably close to three hours, mm -hmm. and I felt like I rushed through some things just because we were on a schedule. So... Um, I would definitely like to return and just kind of maybe set aside a day almost and really delve into it. And then there's also the uh, genealogy research center right. in the museum. So mm -hmm. that's something too, especially if I were to go with my dad, we would be able to spend a lot of time there. And you can even set up an appointment with a genealogist there. Right, right, yes. And, and they can help you if they have any information that you might not have been able to find, they'll have access to so many records. And then they can kind of give you a good direction to dig as well. It's a really, really exceptional partnership. Absolutely. So what was, what was your second, what, what next would you say that people should do in Dublin? What next? I would highly recommend the food tour that we did with Irish Food Trails. Again, it's about the food. And it was it was so eye opening to me, and the food was outstanding. Our guide Grania was she's a riot. She's a riot. I could not. I, I was again. This is something that I'll tell people, anyone who will listen to me. But as she was so engaging and captivating, I kind of hung on every word that came out of her mouth. But and that really made the tour uh, as special as it was, and. The food that we sampled was outstanding, and the beers mm -hmm. that we sampled were outstanding. And uh, <laughs> ending it with uh, making a proper Irish whiskey was so much fun. Um, but mm -hmm. that was just, that was definitely a highlight for me. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> and for those who might want to get an idea of, of uh, Grania's sense of humor and why we found her so engaging. I am going to include the video of how to make a proper Irish coffee in the show notes. <laughs> so do pop over to the show notes. Not only will you get to see Grania, but you'll also get to see Francesca because I don't drink coffee. So she was my, <laughs> she was my model for the video. <laughs> Happy to do so, it was fun. It was great fun. So what about your last recommendation for people visiting Dublin? So, Again, I'm all about the music and Ireland and Dublin having such a strong music heritage. Um, it was kind of important to me to pop into some of the pubs that were not a part of Tradfest 
and you know mingle with real Dublin musicians and sit in on a session or two so that's what I did the last night I was in Dublin Treadfest had ended that night and I found myself in a pub with real Dublin musicians they were in the middle of a session and I remember thinking to myself as I was sitting there this is what I live for and it was that to me kind of summed up what I thought my Dublin experience would be. So it was it was a really special time for me. And, uh, and the good thing is, if you travel to Dublin outside of Tradfest, that's that's going on. You just have to all find the out time. all <laughs> the time, right? You just have to find out where and when mm-hmm. and 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 just pop in. And it's I could do that every night. I, I probably shouldn't, but I could. <laughs> it truly is a great experience to sit in a small pub and just hear the musicians play and banter. And yeah, it's it's great fun. And they're just real people. It's not like you're at a performance and you're looking up on a stage in awe. They're just real people who are sitting there in a pub next to you and they're playing instruments and singing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great fun. That's a wonderful suggestion. So, Francesca, where can people find your site, and when might your first podcast be out? Well, my site is rootsmusicrambler.com, and my first podcast has been recorded. I need to do some editing, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping to get it up in the next week or so, but I am traveling next week, so that might be a little difficult. Uh, stay tuned. But your, trad, your, your podcast will be available on the Roots Music Rambler site? Yes, it will. Yes. As soon as it's live, it will be there. And uh, yes. Terrific. So for anyone who wants to know more about Roots Music in Ireland and beyond, be sure to check out Roots Music Rambler. And as always, anything we talked about that can be linked will be linked in the show notes. So if you want to hunt down that great food tour, learn more about the Epic Museum or more about TradFest in general, all of the show notes will be linked. So check those out. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave a five-star review at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help people find traveling in Ireland. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Slanga Folk.